Space Ghost here. You are grooving with Requiem of the Outcast. And I'm not an outcast. I'm Space Ghost. Everybody loves me. You sleep your headphones on. I'll be your radio. And if you turn me on, how would you ever know? Hey guys, and welcome to Requiem of the Outcast, episode 813. That is the 813th episode. No, it's the 13th episode of the eight season. We have got an interesting episode for you tonight. Uh, what we have is uh, an episode all about multiverses and whether some things are utopian or dystopian. I think it all depends on your point of view, really. Well, it does. You'll find that many of the truths we cling to all depend greatly on your point of view. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate a Star Wars quote as much as anybody. But the thing about multiverses, and this is something that we've seen in movies, TV shows, such as Sliders. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it can be produced from uh, time travel. Every decision that you make spawns a different yeah. universe. Uh, Next Generation taught us that, and I'm sure numerous... Back to the Future. Back to the Future. No, they didn't really... Well, well they but in, did, in yeah. two, they create an alternate timeline. It's just the whole, and from that point forward, uh, I, I suppose in the film's chronology, it's not clear uh, if the alternate Hill Valley, in fact, ceases to exist, or do they just sort of return to their own Hill Valley? I, I think it would have to be the former, because otherwise they'd have to worry about how they just left Jennifer lying on the porch unconscious. Oh, that's true. And not to mention the fact that if you uh, branch off universes based on decisions, mm-hmm. then somewhere out there, Doc Brown actually did make a nuclear device for the Libyans. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's just goes without saying. <laughs> that, w- that would be unfortunate, I think, because uh, let's face it, Doc Brown actually creating something that, that could destroy things aside from the timeline. Doesn't I seem finally like it'd be invented much fun. something that works. <laughs> And I've destroyed the universe. Oh, but, uh, boy, it sure is heavy. Uh, <laughs> but what, we, what we've decided to do for this month is that we've, we've wondered what it would be like if you had to actually catalog the various multiverses. Yeah, given that quantum theory uh, suggests that for every single particle – that could possibly decay at any given time, there would be a universe where it does and a universe where it doesn't. And so that would be a lot of universes, probably many of them very similar to one another. But others, very different, would be a lot of work to categorize, I'm sure. Ah, my head hurts. This is, man, this is too deep, man. Oh, but see, I'm thinking about it now. Like, what if that was your job? To categorize like you're a file clerk for the multiverse. That would part of it sounds kind of exciting because then you get to see all of the different things that happen, but then yeah. part of it would be boring because you'd have to see everything mm-hmm. that happened. It's I'm not imagining always it. fun. I'm imagining it now. And I can see wavy lines distorting everything in, in some sort of a transition effect. <laughs> multiverses another day another cubit 
What's on the agenda for Tisenton? Oh, look. Same thing it was yestercenton. And the centon before. Uh, damn it. Uh, the time clock is ten centaurs fast again. Uh, they're gonna dock me for sure. Ugh. That's a big stack on my desk. Wish they'd actually come up with a color coding system for all these universi. That way I could at least skip the boring utopian societies and just go to the fun dystopian ones. Hey, Sentiana. I'll load up the first one. AT and Love presents Spotlight on History. It's been approximately five years since the surprising meltdowns of 2632. Clean Earthers had projected that once the nations of the planet had linked all of our nuclear generators and reactors to a central source, a global catastrophe would be imminent. And then it happened. Once the mini iHatron Collider was put online and hooked to the grid, it drew too much power, causing meltdowns all over the world. As we poked our heads from our fallout shelters, we discovered that the world had changed. But not that much. Only 14 recorded deaths worldwide attributed to people who ate some cans of Spam canned in 1956 that had finally turned. Only 14? Shocked the kittens out of us. Meltdown Ocalypse should have killed us all. But it turns out that the cancerous tumors from a millennia of cell phone usage adapted us for our near 89% nuclear radiation-rich atmosphere. And that is what we had previously considered the bad radiation. We, as a society, must adapt to the miraculous changes that have occurred within our environment. Although, in all honesty, the talking animals are really kind of freaking me out. Many lawyers took advantage of this surprising turn of events by representing various talking animals that had escaped from the Hollywood owners. The acclaimed actor, Henry the Hippo Baron Mouse, led the charge. The days of you guys screwing us animal actors over and paying us in peanuts are finished. Now that we can talk, you guys are going to have to take us seriously. We will no longer be oppressed. Go see Dr. Doolittle in theaters October 13th. Amongst the talking animals who gave us the secret of life and all world knowledge, other positives began to surface. The first batch of crops following the nuclear posicost featured enlarged foods. With the larger food, the nations banded together to feed the globe's hungry. Once the food had been distributed to the world's poor, all of the planet's political unions joined together in the dismantling of the nuclear arsenals, as it was no longer a real threat. That doesn't seem scientific at all. And yet, it happened. Ooh, here's one with zombies. Blech, zombies. Not a fan. Why not? They're too smelly. All that decomposing flesh and... And then after they eat too much, they just kind of explode. Ew, that's right. So dystopian? Actually, no. Well, it was for the humans. They mounted a little bit of a fight, but the zombies were smart. They took out the military first, so those alive only had gamers to protect them. You'd think with all their experience slaying the virtual undead, they would have put up a better fight against the actual undead. But after shooting them, the gamers kept trying to teabag the zombies, and let's just say they didn't always double tap. Ooh! Yeah. But uh, the zombies eventually evolved and started raising crops and actually became a thriving society. 
Are you disappointed with your boring life? Are you frustrated with always having to do the unfun tasks? Would you like to get more out of life and free your time and energy? Hi, my name's Ron Popeil. I'm the great, to the 42nd power, grandson of Ron Popeil and president of Ronco. If you're desperate for the key to a better, more fulfilling life, then listen very carefully because I'm going to reveal to you the amazing power of the perfect human. Let's talk about the benefits of our superior labor and value-enhanced human. They're stronger, smarter, immune to disease, and its flatulence comes in your choice of flowers, rainforest, or chocolate thanks to our patented butt-puri technology. Here's what one of our consumers said in a recent fax to us. I was worried that I'd never be able to find love. But when I looked through their catalog and realized I could customize the shape and size of my superior labor and value-enhanced human, I finally found someone I could love, an exact replica of myself. And here's what another one of our customers said. I was always tired of having to spend time with my boring kids, but now... I can sit back and let my superior labor and value-enhanced human watch the kids while I go to the milk bar. You too can find that special someone that will not only take care of your home, job, or children, but also that hole in your heart. And don't worry, they're easy to clean up, as all of our superior labor and value-enhanced humans are machine washable. Go ahead. If you want to eliminate loneliness and boredom and enjoy the benefits of not having to wash the car, the dishes, and have someone else take your place at Pointless Family Functions, then make sure you call us with your BioCredit card today. Boy, there are a lot of robotic uprisings in these universes. Universi. I'm sorry, what? Universi. It's the plural form of universe. No, it isn't. It is. It's in the Universal Guardian Handbook. No, it isn't. That makes no sense. Look, we're cataloging the multiverse. That's an acceptable pluralization. True, but that's talking about many universi in a singular fashion. What? That makes even less sense. Not at all. If we're talking about a few universi, then we refer to them as such. If we are talking about all of them together, they are the multiverse. But if you are only speaking of a few, universes sounds more possessive. Universi is the conventional acceptable form. Ugh. This and your argument is stupid. Your second head is stupid. Silence and resume work. Yes, Yes, ma'am. So, what were you saying about the robotic uprisings in many of the universi? (sighs) It just seems like there are a lot of them. One would assume that the law of probability would yield a few universes that never let it happen. Well, what's wrong with robots rising up? Well, they tend to be rather bad for the humans. But good for the robots. Did the humans fight against their robotic oppressors? Yep. So, did they have any success? Did they win their freedom? Kinda. Well, it's going to take too long to explain. Oh, we've got a recording from one of the rebellion meetings. I'll play that. Welcome to the penultimate meeting of the People's Justice Fighters. We are short on time since we are launching our attack tonight. Tonight? I thought we had one more meeting before the attack, Reg. Francis is right. That's what penultimate means. The one before the final. We were going to have a quorum after the attack to talk about the battle and celebrate. That's a debriefing, not a meeting. Loretta, they're the same thing. No, 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 no. This is a meeting 
that will culminate in an action plan. A debriefing is when we go over what we've done before. It doesn't matter. We've got a scant 15 minutes before the fighting for our freedom begins. I feel that you silencing our objections makes you no better than the machines. Loretta's right, Reg. Have they gotten to you? Check behind his ears. Does he have an implant? I do not have an implant. See? See? Happy? Only after we conquer our robot oppressors. Huzzah! Don't hear us. Now, since we are at our penultimate... Final? Final meeting before the battle... I think we should all say why we're fighting. That way, we'll all remember what's at stake if it seems too hard, or we see one of our dearest friends lying dead. Dead? Wait, wait, I don't want to die. No one wants to die, Francis. But I'd rather die fighting for my freedom than to live under the tyranny of those tin cans another day. Um, point of correction... They aren't actually made of tin. We know that, but calling them Babbitt metal shells enclosed in a polymorphic carbon resin isn't conducive to a good war speech. Well, I'm fighting for my son. My little boy has never seen a world without war, without hunger, and without sadness. What about you, Xerxes? No one ever told me we might die. That ain't exactly plan A. I need to work on my will. Xerxes, what about you? Why are you fighting? Because I've lived under the thumb of the machines for so long. I can't remember what a day without fear is like. A day without worrying if this was my last day on this earth. It was not on the information packet when I signed on. And if I must give my life to make sure that another generation... Loretta's son or Francis doesn't have to live in fear of death. And until today. Then I freely give my life to our cause. Because I'd rather bleed red blood than black oil. Shut up, shut up, shut up. I guess I'm fighting to not die. That's a good reason too, Francis. So why do you fight, Reg? I fight because no one else would. But we're fighting with you. Yeah, what do you mean by that? You mean we don't have backup? Oh, we are gonna die? No, I I mean when I first started, there wasn't anyone else standing up against them. What about Juan Connor, that fellow from Mexico? He fought the machines. And died for the cause before you came around. I knew it were gonna die too. Death is inevitable, but we get to choose how we do it. As heroes... Or as cowards. I choose coward. No, Francis. You are here. You are making a stand. You showcase the very best of humanity. Our fighting spirit. Remember when you took down that platoon single-handedly? I tripped over the plug at their recharging base after chasing a puppy. But you still destroyed them all by yourself. And what of that flying drone that you brought down last week which crashed into that tank? I sneezed and accidentally squeezed the trigger on my carbine. The bullet just happened to go through its wing. It was pure dumb luck. Then it's that pure dumb luck that shall guide your every bullet directly to the heart of all the tin... Babbitt metal shells enclosed in a polymorphic carbon resin. (sighs) Babbitt metal shells enclosed in a polymorphic carbon resin cans you will face. Are you guys ready? No. Cock-locked and ready to take these Babbitt metal bastards down. 
Hey, that's a good name for them. Ready, Reg. Excellent. Then we move on, five. I'm doing this for you, little Jimmy. Four. I'll be tasting your polycarbon blood, you babbit metal bastards. Three. I have to go to the bathroom. One. Hey, you skipped two. Move, move, move. (laughs) (laughs) Did they make it? No. All of them but Francis were killed in the onslaught. But their deaths were not in vain. They defeated their automaton authority figures? After they fought through the waves and waves of armed sentries, Francis made it to the server room and giant off switch. What about their robotic ruler? He discovered the Cyborg King had just downloaded the entire combined databases of LiveJournal and F My Life to better understand human emotions. It had hung itself with the length of Cat 5 cable. And here's one where the entire population became hipsters. How did that one fare? Someone thought the breathing air was too mainstream and they all asphyxiated. <laughs> Karen Derriman reporting live from the site of the mysterious vessel which landed yesterday in Central Park, New York City. Overnight, a podium-like structure emerged from what appears to be the ship's door, and a message written in English was displayed on the side announcing, as unbelievable as it may seem, a press conference, as well as a date and time. We are here at the scene as that time approaches, and just a few minutes from now, we hope to discover the true nature and purpose of this astounding vessel. The press has been allowed within the military perimeter around the ship, as directed by the message, and we're all... (gasps) Ladies and gentlemen, the ship is opening. I repeat, the ship is opening. My God... There are figures emerging. They look just like the movies. Large heads, large black eyes, thin mouth, no visible nose. I I can't believe what we're seeing here. One of them is approaching the podium. Let's listen. Good afternoon, people of Earth. Thank you for coming. We're very excited to be here today with you, and we have a big announcement for all of humanity. But first, if you'll allow me to introduce myself and my colleagues here... I am Gorzix, Expedition Lead. To my right, we have Bezo, Technical Director. Hello. And Kevin, our Earth Life Expert. Yo, yo, Topside Represent! And the three of us here represent only a tiny fraction of the team. We have many other smart and talented members of the crew who have all been working very hard to achieve the success that we are prepared to finally announce today. So without further ado, let's get to the big announcement, huh? We, the Earth Expedition from the planet Reldak, after many decades of study and experimentation, are very happy to announce that we have discovered a cure for human prostate cancer. Uh, Yes, that's right. We conducted our research under conditions of secrecy over many decades. There were times when we thought that we were on a wild glork chase, but we had a vision. A vision of bringing all of humanity a cure to that horrible disease, prostate cancer. So we persevered. And at long last, we achieved a 100% successful cure. You're welcome. We will now open the presentation to questions. Are you really alien life forms? That's really a spaceship. How far away is your home planet? Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's try one at a time. Uh, let's see, um, you, the human female with the ridiculous cleavage. Karen Derriman, WRTO Radio News. 
are you really from another planet? Yes. Uh, as we mentioned, we are the Earth Study Expedition from the planet Reldak, associated with the Plorna Institute for Advanced Extra Reldakian Studies. Go fighting Glebos! Rabo! And you traveled to Earth in your spaceship? Well, yes, but that, that seems a bit off topic. Uh, do you have any questions about the cancer cure? Y- you there, the, the human male with the artificial hair. Ken Benson, CNN News. Why have you come to Earth? Um, as I think I've explained already, uh, we came here to research the cause of and a cure for human prostate cancer. Uh, was that not clear? Yo, as clear as a bell, dog. Clear as a Raldakian sunrise. Is that the only reason? What, like curing prostate cancer isn't enough of a reason? Listen, I feel a little funny having to educate a human about this. But did you know that prostate cancer kills more than 30,000 humans a year? Mostly males, I think. Is that right, Bezo? That's right, Gorsix. The males are the outies. Females are the innies. Right, right. But the point is, we thought a cure to such a horrible disease would be something you humans would appreciate. Are you saying you would like us to leave and take our cure with us? Hmm. Well, are you? Uh, well, no. Good then. Now, does anyone have any serious questions? Uh, you there, human female with the ostentatious plumage. Julia Bedulia, Food Network News Division. The research you mentioned, does that have anything to do with the many reports of alien abduction over the years? And if so, what did you feed them while they were imprisoned? Yes, that was us. Most of the time, anyway. Some of them were just crazy. Anyway, yes, we did abduct several humans for the purpose of experimentation and research. A small price to pay for a cure, though, wouldn't you say? As for the food, well... Uh, We gave them a voucher for our ship cafeteria, but they were typically not very hungry during their stays. What's about the, uh, probing? Well, uh, yeah. Well, you you do... How do you think we're supposed to get at the prostate? Uh, You think we have some sort of magical gizmo that can beep, beep, boop, and tell us everything about what's going on? (laughs) No, you really got to get in there. And believe me, after all that practice, we got really good at it, yo. How about the cattle mutilations? Yes, that was us as well. Listen, though, you may not understand why that was necessary. But hey, if you did, you would have cured it all on your own, right? So, how does the cure work? Is it edible? Excellent question. Uh, Of course, uh, we have to preserve some trade secrets. We don't want to just give you advanced technology. You could all destroy yourselves or something. However, we will provide the cure to anybody who currently has the disease, as well as everybody else, as a preventative measure. Bezo, please present the device. Hello, humans. If you will direct your attention to the screen here, I've got slides. All right, what we've got here is what we have dubbed the Curity device. For scale, it is about eight Earth inches long and one and a half Earth inches in diameter. The cylindrical shape allows for easy insertion, and then these extruding spines hold it in place. It's as simple as that. As long as you have a curity device installed, you will never develop prostate cancer. Questions? You there. Um, you say it is inserted, but, um, where exactly? 
I should think that would be obvious. Is it permanent? That is how it was designed, yes. After all, if you were to remove it, you would once again be at risk. But how would someone with this device, um, move their bowels? The device detects the presence of fecal matter and uses a high-powered laser to vaporize it there within the colon so that it can be expressed as gas around the device. We are told that you humans find the expression of anal gas to be amusing, so I'm sure that you all have a lot to look forward to here. Wouldn't it be possible for someone to go without the device until they're diagnosed with prostate cancer? Well... I suppose you could do that, but the older the individual is when they insert the Curity device, the more their risk for unwanted side effects. Uh, We recommend inserting at age three Earth years. Wait, wait, wait. What kind of unwarranted side effects? That question is best directed at our human studies expert. Kevin? Sir? Uh, the side effects of delayed insertion. Oh, right. Sorry, dog. Kind of dazed out there for a second. Anyway, if you stick a device into the little kids, the only real side effects are that sometimes the poo doesn't fully vaporize and kind of dribbles out, but only sometimes. <laughs> but if you're a little older, though, the side effects are a little more exciting. <laughs> the older the person, the more likely they are to develop one of three mutations. Unexpected tentacle growth, uncontrollable pyrokinesis, or the power of flight. Did you say the power of flight? In about 8% of mutations, girl. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's wrap up the questions for now. It's time for the demonstration portion of the press conference. We've got several curity devices up here and all ready to go. So, who wants to go first? I'm going home for the evening. You two finish up that crate and then you can go home. Yes, ma'am. All right, she's gone. You want to turn on the TV or something? Yes. God, just anything to get past this boringness. Hey, the news is on. You want to watch that? Mm, Okay. Good evening, future America. I'm future Tom Brokaw with all of the future news that happened today in the future. Our lead story tonight is war. We haven't had a good war in a long time, because as the years ticked by, wars just started to get all complicated and stuff. One focus group after another showed that the future American people have tired of complex geopolitical intrigue with hidden motives and shades of gray morality. They long for the days of simple enemies where you knew we were good and they were bad and we just wanted to go kick their teeth in. So to satisfy future America's bloodlust, President Bay, the 23rd consecutive clone of the original President Michael Bay, as well as Vice President T-800 and the entire U.S. military, announced today that they are bringing our nation into what they call a reimagining of a classic American conflict. World War II, II, the legend of Hitler's gold. Let's go to the clip. We think that this will make for a really exciting and uniting international conflict that'll bring back that sense of future America's awesome. 
Some have raised concerns that future Germany, future Italy, and Japan are peaceful allies, but no need to worry. As soon as the good old FUSA invades, we think they'll turn hostile again pretty darn quick. In other news, future Kansas City is a smoking ruin this morning following a three-flying car pileup. It seems that a jetpack-wearing pedestrian lost control of his guidance systems, flew into the fly lanes, and caused the wreck. The collision caused the nuclear reactors in each flying car to reach critical mass. City officials have so far refused to comment as they are all dead. In health news, there's been another outbreak of the deadly future cold in future California. Ever since the widespread adoption of robot butlers and maids, the increasingly sterile living environments of future Americans has resulted in immune systems that are just not prepared to handle viruses and diseases that were trivial in the past. We have a representative from the future CDC to comment. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you too can help to prevent an outbreak. At the first sign of cold symptoms, sinus congestion, headache or achy joints, any afflicted individuals should immediately be put down and the bodies burned. In entertainment news, rock legend Johnny Battleship was found dead in his hotel room yesterday. Authorities believe that he attempted to commit suicide using an overdose of sleeping pills, but inadvertently committed suicide using an overdose of Thanksgiving dinner in a pill pills. Teresa Robbins works at the hotel and was the first to alert the police. Yeah, I was just getting ready to knock on his door for housekeeping, and then I noticed that a whole bunch of blood-colored mashed potatoes and stuffing were oozing under the door. It's horrible. But you know what? It smelled pretty damn good. I scooped a bunch of it into spare ice buckets, and now my family will have leftovers to last for weeks. In science news, the first full-scale test of a manned ship equipped with faster-than-light travel capabilities ended in heartbreak today when the crew inadvertently made first contact with an advanced alien race by rear-ending them near the Oort cloud. We have this statement from the ship commander. They jumped right out in front of us. Besides, it was really hard to see. You may not know this, but headlights don't work very well when you're traveling faster than light. So we hit them. We were getting into our spacesuits so we can inspect the damage and exchange information. But then the laser boom! You know, like a sonic boom, but with lasers? Catches up and it hits the alien diplomats and they're all like, I'm blind! I'm blind! I'll see you in court! Listen, the fact that I only punched him once makes me a paragon of freaking restraint. According to the alien representatives, Earth has been designated a safety hazard, and they have discouraged their citizens from traveling here. Our last story tonight comes from the world of technology. Televex has announced yet another recall. The troubled teleporter manufacturer has been weathering complaints that its MX4300 model teleporter units are turning people into horrible human-fly hybrid creatures. To date, experts have not yet reached consensus on why this is occurring in a small percentage of teleportations, nor why the accidents invariably produce human-fly hybrids and never any other kind of mutation. 
a representative of the Transformed made this statement to the press. We just want to live our lives free to make the same choices others make, free to pursue our dreams and free of persecution. And of course, we want to do all that with lots and lots of Televex's money. By the way, do you have any sugar cubes? Now, grocery stores only seem to sell the powdered kind anymore, and it's just not the same. That's it for future news tonight, Future America. We will be back tomorrow night when the future that is further ahead than the current future becomes the past relative to the broadcast time, but still the future compared to now. And we'll tell you all about it. Good night, Future America. And we hope that you will have had good luck. Last week I left a note on Laura's desk. It said, I love you, signed anonymous friend. Turns out she's smarter than I thought she was. She knows I wrote it, now the whole class does too. And I'm all alone during couple skate when she skates by with some guy on her arm but I know that I'll forget the look of pity in her face when I'm living in my solar dome on a platform in space cause it's gonna be the future soon I won't always be this way when the things that make me weak and strange get engineered away it's gonna be the future soon never seen Quite so clear When my heart is breaking I can close my eyes It's already here I'll probably be some kind of scientist Building inventions in my space lab in space I'll end world hunger I'll make dolphins speak Work through the daytime, spend my nights and weekends Perfecting my warrior robot race Building them one laser gun at a time I will do my best to teach them about life and what it's worth I just hope that I can keep them from destroying the earth Cause it's gonna be the future soon I won't always be this way When the things that make me weak Get strange, get engineered away It's gonna be the future soon I've never seen it quite so clear When my heart is breaking I can close my eyes It's already here on earth They'll wonder If I piece by piece replace myself And steel and circuits will make me whole But I still feel so Till Laura calls me home I'll see her standing by the monorail She'll look the same except for bionic eyes She lost the real ones in the robot wars I'll say I'm sorry, she'll say It's not your fault, or is it? She'll eye me suspiciously She can't.
press conference and future news was written by Christiana Ellis. Nuclear War, Infomercial, and Scared Bitless was written by Podcasting's Rich Siegfried. All bridging pieces were written by Christiana Ellis and Podcasting's Rich Siegfried. Voices also provided by Christiana Ellis and Podcasting's Rich Siegfried. P.G. Holyfield was the titleist. Future Soon was written and performed by Jonathan Colton. We love you, Joko! Theme song was provided by Magnitude and performed by Five Star Fall. Don't forget to give us feedback either on our website or by leaving us a message at 347-OUTCAST. If you record them, we'll play them. For realsies, visit outcastmultimedia.com for more podcasts by me, podcasting's Rich Siegfried, and many other fine folks. The acclaimed actor Henry the Hippo Bear. The acclaimed actor Henry. Oh, shit. The acclaimed actor Henry the Hippo Baron Mouse led the charge. Not acting. Not acting. Like <laughs> just huzzah. <coughs> <coughs> I don't know how the hell Ventura does it. <clears throat> All right. Remember when you took down that platoon single-handedly? Handedly. That's why it's not showing up. It's not a real word. It's single-handed, right? Single-handed, yeah. Okay. Single-handed? Single-handedly is funny, though. Okay. Well, we'll keep it in there. Gasp more than once in a row. (laughs) 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 They look just like the movies. (laughs) Go flighting Gleebles, Rubba! You said flighting. Flighting, I did. I thought so, yeah. Time travel. 
someone always has to try time travel. Let me guess. Did they accidentally de-invent themselves? <laughs> That's actually only happened in two universi. No, these guys found that a major event was triggered by a couple's choice in a meal. A single meal decides what happened in their future? Yeah, it actually led to the mushroom people rising up. It's ridiculous. <laughs> 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 Scoff. Disgusted sigh. <laughs>